The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hi, hello. This morning, what's happening? Well, lots. I mean, there's a lot of things. I have to say, first of all, that uh, we have to do a shout out to our buddy, who, uh, Mr. Mark Lynn. Oh, I saw him at Kiwanis a couple weeks ago. Did he tell you? Uh, No, he didn't really have a chance. Oh, Um, I was. I met him on Sunday morning at um, Covenant Presbyterian Church. My friend Joan Glover and her brother Gary were there, and I knew about it, and I thought, well, you know what? Got an extra hour here. (laughs) I I can get myself over there on time. So I did, and I was looking, of course, for a parking space on Olive Olive Street, which is, that's just so hard to find a space. So anyway, I was pulling in, and Mark was walking down the street, and I rolled the window down. I said, hey, Mark Lynn. I said, I want to come into your church, but I can't find a place to park. He said, just back it in right here on the corner. I said, really? He said, yeah, they, they give you lots of leeway on a, leeway on a, on a, Friday, on a Sunday morning. Sunday. Yeah. I said, okay. So I backed it in and he waited for me. Uh-huh. And as I was crossing the street, he said to me, I, I listened to your show on Saturday. I said, well, that's good. He said, you know how I, how you can know I did? I said, no. He said, Captain DiNapoli. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. That is what we talked about. That's true. So then I walked in with him and, and we were like two minutes from the church service starting. So he sat with me. But we didn't really have much of a chance to talk. Well, not during church, of course. No. So we saw my friend Joan and Gary, and they were doing, uh, they did a beautiful tribute to all the the parishioners who had died in the last year because it was All Saints Day. And they had a wonderful little montage of all these people, their faces, what they've done. It was on a screen that came down, and it was really quite a production. Well done. So I'm glad I was there. church is beautiful. Yeah. Then we went downstairs uh, for the stuff they do after Uh services, and my cousins were both there, Um, Lee Carr and Michael Carr, who apparently are the ones that run the kitchen. And so we sat there and had a wonderful time. It's good. We spent about an hour together, and Michael gave me a big bucket of uh, sauce and meatballs, which just a little aside, take these home for Patrick. I said, okay. So we had a good time. It was good. nice. That's good. So I have to make sure I did a shout out to Mark Lynn. Good. And we also have to give a shout out to our um, guest, one of our guest experts this week. We have mm-hmm. a new granddaughter born to Barb O'Hara, attorney Barb O'Hara and her husband, Ray, for attorney Ray Ferrario. They have a, their daughter, uh, Lauren, had a baby girl by the name of Juliana Grace Resh, mm-hmm. and she is a week old. So shout out, Barb will be on later as our expert, one of our experts. And but she is absolutely adorable. And congratulations to Lauren and her husband and the. And how about um, Ray wants to be called? What did he say? A grandfather oh. attorney, Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Barb said, "I don't care what they call me." <laughs> there you go. That would be something he said, though. Yeah, Ray. it would. Yeah. So there we go. 
So and so we also have to give a big congratulatory. Well, first of all, just so we know, today would have been my father's 89th birthday. Wow. God bless his soul. Mm-hmm. November 9th. So, um, yeah, was it's, it's always bittersweet those days. You know, you think about it and then yeah. you think, ugh. And, um, but we have to say, um, Anne Falzette is receiving the Roseanne Smith Alpern Award today through Women in Philanthropy at the Scranton Area Foundation, um, which is a junior league award, and the foundation now oversees that. And Nada Gilmartin is receiving the Margareta Beelan Chamberlain. Is it Chamberlain? I'll get that mixed up. Beelan Chamberlain. That's what I thought. Okay. Award. um, And... um, Again, held being held tonight. So, congratulations to both of those lovely, well-deserving ladies. Mm-hmm. And it's also the second anniversary. Um, this would be Friday the ninth. Today's the ninth. I thought it's the tenth. No, today's the ninth. Yeah, it's my father's birthday. I know, but <clears throat> I have to check this out because it's the ninth. Um, it, that's today. Today, that's what I said. Today. But what I'm saying is, you're listening to this. Oh, you're listening yeah. on Sunday, on, on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. So on the ninth, um, it's the second anniversary of my uncle Tom's death. <gasps> it is. Yes, and Gosh. he was at hospice of, of the Sacred Heart. Of the Sacred yes. Heart. We talked about that often, and what a wonderful experience that was. If you can put those words to it. But it's two years ago today that he passed. Amazing. Yeah. See, it's Lynn. Oh, my God. And t- and just um, Tuesday morning, Election Day, we had the fourth annual uh, Hospice of the Sacred Heart prayer breakfast at the Radisson in honor of Hospice and Palliative Care Month mm-hmm. national. Um, and it was beautiful. We had, a, uh, it's always nice. They do the blessing of the hands for all of the social workers, nurses, volunteers um, that come. Uh, many people, um, this year we had our first ever camp healing hearts and all of the artists were present and some of the sponsors and um, Bishop Timlin and Father Lee Havey from St. Anne's and Rabbi Schwartz from Temple Hesed and Deb Peterson and Judge Jim Gibbons gave personal um, little stories about their own um, dealings with hospice and uh, it was absolutely it was a beautiful it's always a beautiful morning it starts your day off and then the lovely we have they started last year so the second annual chairman's award went to Jen Seachok this year who is the bereavement uh, director at Hospice of the Sacred Heart and um, it was just a beautiful morning on election day so mm-hmm. started out the day election day with good prayers that's good yeah and so I'm happy about um, Mayor Courtright Kathy, we'll talk later. Um, winning the election, I was happy about that. Um, Jim Mulligan gave a, 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 a great uh, try to um, win. He did a great job. It's always nice, you know. You have that back and forth stuff as any election, but but Jim gave the most beautiful um, concession speech and he said, did. "I love that." And he said, "Get behind the mayor and support him." And I think that was so classy and so perfectly done. Um, Jim is a, a real nice man, um, b- um, but I'm, I'm I am happy for Bill. Of course, I can't vote. I live in Dunmore, but <laughs> Bill yeah. is a wonderful guy. I got to know him very well over the last four years, and I think um, he's doing a great job. So, congratulations to all to them and um 
Mark Powell won, although I am a Gene Tallarico supporter. He's one of my dear friends, and um, <clears throat> I support a Gene voted for him. And uh, I, it, it's, you know, you, it's amazing when you see after 46 years a Democrat in that office, um, it's... Wow. Mark is a great guy. So, again, these things, Katie Gilmartin won, b- biggest vote getter, So, which is yay for Katie. So, uh, you know, um, it was a Boy, a she's going to have day. her hands full. Ugh, yeah, wow. she knows, though. She'll be all right. I know. But when she declared that she was going to run, none of us knew at that time. Not to the level, I think. Yeah, it's pretty was. bad. So mm-hmm. I... I really applaud her attitude, which is that we'll get through this. We'll find a way to get it done. I just think that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yep. So good for her. Yeah. So congratulations. And her mom is to getting all. the award tonight, right? Who? Nada is yes yeah. tonight, and Anne. That's good. And and again, you got to give credit to anybody who runs for political office in the sense that they put themselves, as we say, Teddy Roosevelt, the man in the arena, putting yourself out there is very hard to do. And for people to pick you apart and, you know, it's it's a it's a. It's 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 wonderful and awful all at the same time. So I applaud anyone who put themselves out uh, through any of these elections and did what they had to do, win or lose, because it is um, it's tough. Patrick, Good work, but tough. Patrick said something to me the other day. I think it was probably the day before the election, and uh, he said to me, "Would you ever consider running for public office?" Mm-hmm. I said, "No." He said, "Why?" I said, because I don't want to drag you and everybody else in my life into the social arena here and have us put under a microscope and figure out all the little things they can find that that would in in some way, shape or form uh, malign our character. I said, it's all distorted. It's all crazy. Yeah. But I don't want to subject anybody in my family to that, including me. I'm not interested. If that's what it takes to get into public service, I'm not interested. And I think I'm what I'm saying is reflected by a lot of really lot of good people, people that would qualify, be great. Yeah. Well, you know what I say? I, I always loved, would they, I always believed that that was something I, I would do. And I would never, I'm, it would never, I would never, won't, like, you never say never, but I'm, that's not even, like, even thought not of now. Not even on the horizon? No, because I just don't have any interest because of those things. And yes. if I open up my closet, I'd have a parade down Greenridge Street. So. <laughs> <laughs> I always give that line, that works. Could you see all these people, these things walking down? Hey, that's when, hey, that's, no, I'm kidding. I, 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 I mean, you do, you, everybody has their issues but you know you just never know and it is it's pulling people into so i always tell sean because you know my sean is big he wants to be a politician and do what he wants to do be president of the united states they said keep your nose clean there bozo you can't have anything in this day and age with social media and everything you can't do it how about that woman who was riding her bike i was paying attention this morning and she flipped off the motorcade the trump motorcade and her her company she worked for fired her for doing it. Freedom of speech, baby. And she wasn't even speaking. She was giving the old West Side salute, you know. And <laughs> I mean, really, 
Well, I think everybody is just so sensitive to all that stuff that they don't want any employees who are, you know, in any way taking a position because you know what's happened to so many people. Uh They're out there carrying Well, they they showed it today on the Megyn Kelly show about what their policy is, but yet this woman had to um, deal with a guy who did something that was writing something that was crazy, disrespectful, and he didn't get fired. She she was asked to resign. Then that's not right. So, well, now she's following through because now she realizes she has a little bit of a case there. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So you never know, right? You never know. But politics is, I mean, it's a fascinating arena. It's just that it's, um, it's hard. You know, it's it's hard. So congratulations to all. Win or lose, forgiven at the old college try, as they say. I yeah. think it's great that people decide to do it. So good yeah, for them. I applaud them for putting their toe in the water. Mm-hmm. Love Scary it. Scary business. It is. One time mm-hmm. real fast, Mary, Mary uh, Rinaldi said, why don't you get into, you should run for public office. I said, oh, no, Mary. She said, oh, I think you should think about it. And someone came and sat next to me and they were talking about someone. I said, oh. God, are you kidding? That person's a blah, blah, blah. She tapped me on the shoulder. She goes, don't get into politics. (laughs) (laughs) Because I said what I felt about what you can't do. I go, well, see, that's the reason I don't. I say what I think. Uh, Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be back with the lovely Kathy Rember. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and I am Laurie Cadden. I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Yes, exactly. And we have and we are here with the guest guest another guest expert 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 <laughs> guest guest expert Miss <laughs> Kathy Reppert, who is the owner and cake art um, cake artist at uh, Truly Scrumptious in Kingston. Good Kathy morning. Kathy is here. Yay, Kath. Hi. Hi. Good morning. How Good are morning. you? Good morning. So, Kathy, we're talking about. Tis the season not only to be jolly, but to be extra happy when you get that little rock on your finger coming right. up soon for those Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, or if you're lucky, big rock um, on your finger for the or holiday. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you know, anytime. Or it's, yeah, anytime. Yeah, it's all yeah. of the, yeah, you're right. It's, it's the all season. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very so busy season. what's happening, Kathy, with all that? Well, uh, January is very busy for me uh, in meeting with brides who... Um, who are lucky enough to to get a rock? Yeah, <laughs> a piece of the rock. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I meet I, January and February. I meet with a lot of brides um, who um, order their their wedding cakes. So uh, it's at, when they come to me, it's really important to have the date, of course, and then the the church or uh, the venue. A lot of people get married in a venue now. Um, and I would say those are the two most important things when you come to see me. And you, you really need to prioritize. You have to know yourself. And do you, would you rather have um, 
beautiful flowers or an incredible cake. <laughs> yeah. So when you are budgeting, you, you have to make allowances for, for what you're, you're looking for mm -hmm. and personalize it for what you and your what you and the groom are looking for in your special day. So. But Kev, I think it's important too to note that your business isn't just about birth, um, wedding cakes. Oh, no. Everything you not. do is a celebration of life in some way, fit, shape, or form. Oh, thank you. So whether it's birthdays, mm -hmm. anniversaries, uh, congratulations, right. something special, um, it's it's important to to have the cake to do it. And right. you were, do you, when you do, like, just say you do a, a good luck or a, a bon voyage or whatever you're doing, do people come and do tastings for all of that too? Is that more geared towards the bride? Oh, I encourage everyone to come in for a tasting. I think it's really important. Um, and it does take about an hour, an hour and a half to go through uh, the entire event and um, w whatever you're looking for in the cake. So um, it is, it, I think it's really important to do that. Okay. And it, it's, I think it, for me, it's also important to meet them personally um, because then I get a much better feel for what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's easier to proceed. So I saw a cake that was presented for an event and I forget where it was in the last week. And it was a sheet cake, a flat cake that was extremely well decorated. I mean, with lots of flowers and groups of stuff. And it was really very attractive looking. And I had a piece of it and it tasted like nothing. I mean, really, it just tasted like cardboard. There was no taste. It was a chocolate cake. And I was, all I kept thinking about was what you said about the tasting and how important that is, that if you have a cake like that for an event that you really want to make it something special, it's hard to do that when you're doing it from a place where it's, you know, not, I don't want to put names out there, but it's not a place known for their cakes. Mm -hmm. It's like right. kind of a side effect, you know, nobody right. cares. Right. But it just, when it's really that important like you're talking about for these kind of events, mm -hmm. I think a tasting is absolutely critical. I think so, too. Well, that, too, and mm -hmm. we talked about, Kathy, it's just like cakes are like people. You can have all the pretty, fluffy outside look, but if the inside isn't nice, what's the, you know, what's the it, it, it's got to be the whole package. Right. So you've got to, yeah. the inside has to taste as good as it is beautiful on the outside, right? right? I agree and, with or you. you're because there's nothing worse than that, Lynn. Because when you, you get all like, oh, this looks so good, I can't, and then it's <laughs> disgusting. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I was very disappointed. But and everything we make is from scratch. We don't use any mixes, um, so everything is from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a difference too. And that's why our prices are so much higher than everyone else's because it is made from scratch. Mm -hmm. And we do use pure vanilla extract. Yeah, even, <laughs> even yeah. in this time. Uh, you know, when the uh, the vanilla being Do you cropped. ever use paste, Kath, vanilla paste in anything you do? Did you uh, ever use that? Not really. I love it. I just have kind of, within the last maybe two years, have gotten into that. It's, it's really neat because it's got the, it has the, beans the bean in it. In it and yeah. I love that look in the vanilla. But um, we were talking to Kathy, because as you, as you know, we were just talking about the elections. And four years ago, Kathy... Um, I did Mayor um, um, Courtwright's um, help plan the um, uh, his inaugural party at the Scranton Cultural Center, and so Kathy did the cake for them. Oh, that was and so much fun! It was <laughs> City Hall. 
Mm-hmm. And it is, she still has it doing her, yeah. when she displays it. Because then, of course, she does the sheet cakes for it. But it, Kathy, it was, it was so neat. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. What did it look like? Like City, just like City Hall. <laughs> oh, it was quite a process okay. because I reached out to the Lackawanna Historical mm-hmm. Society and they sent me pictures. And then we came up here and we took all kinds of pictures of City Hall to make sure that we had all the detail correct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we... Uh, we made City Hall itself out of styrofoam because right. that was the one thing I wanted to take it and put so it they back could have it. So I yeah. could have it, and uh, um, and then so I just lifted it up off the cake, and then underneath City Hall was the, the cake itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but oh, but that was such a I loved doing that. It was mm-hmm. such a wonderful process, and it was a celebratory mm-hmm. uh, event, as you yep. were talking about. And, uh, it was a lot of fun, and it, it was, was beautiful. It looked exactly. And it was, we had it positioned when you come into the cultural center, like right to the the left as you walk in before the stage and the light was on and it, it was beautiful. So it was oh, really a you. neat, it was just, just it a was, neat thing to it do. It was such an honor to do. Uh-huh. It really was. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah. So. Yay. <laughs> Pick another building we have to, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> you have to come see. up with something else. Maybe so. the cultural center. <laughs> uh, let me see. Yeah. Maybe the cultural center. Make it harder for Kathy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll do it. So whatever you want us to do, we'll do it. So. It's, it is. It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. So then the, so from a cake standpoint, we talked about this before too. And I don't know, Lynn, was it you who said you weren't familiar with the grooms? Was that you who said yeah. what's a groom? Uh, yeah. I never heard now, of that. Now, have you seen, because what happens yeah. is sometimes when you hear about it, then you hear about it right after. Any, no? No. Yeah. I haven't heard a thing about it. Um, I find that brides either have the groom's cake at the rehearsal dinner Uh because usually the groom's cake is much smaller than the bride's cake and they don't have enough pieces to feed all the guests so it's the Uh rehearsal dinner yeah Yeah. so it's usually at the rehearsal dinner but it doesn't have to be um and it's the flavor that the group they prefers want and the look. And I the mean, design it's amazing. And, it really is. Anything from a football helmet of the team that they absolutely yeah. love or, yeah. or a hobby that they have mm-hmm. or, or a football right. or something. It's, yeah, right. it's really cool. So birthdays and, and celebrations, Kathy, um, how long, I know wedding cake, obviously, how long in advance do you need if someone wants a cake or wants something? What's a good time frame for them to call you for, for a general cake? Oh, boy. You know, that's tough to answer because it, it usually depends upon when they're calling. Um, I have a lot of people who call a few days ahead and they expect me to, me to be, be able to just do it. And it, it's not going to happen. Uh, and especially during wedding season, I, I would say as soon as you know that you're having this event, call me. But you'll do, <laughs> but you will do it for anything. I know that yes. you, you've made a just a beautiful, simple cake with that bow. Like mm-hmm. when I was having for my Sean's birthday and we were going somewhere, I called and said, will you do a, a cake for me that's, you know, it didn't have to be crazy, but right. it was fabulous. Oh, and everybody, remember, it was up at State Street, remember? Yeah, and I remember people, that. Somebody called you, I think, right after because <laughs> they came over to me and said, where did that come from? And it Yay. was a very simple beautiful cake uh-huh. because it was for Sean's like I think it was his 18th birthday mm-hmm. yeah. and we were having a bunch of kids and we went up to State Street and we had the cake and it was just so and they came you know walking out through the kitchen with it it was just beautiful and I think it didn't have it a big bow yeah, on it it looked like a, a yeah. present it was beautiful 
beautiful. Yeah, but a, you'll do things like that. If oh, someone absolutely. wants, please call yes. and get, hey, if you want yeah. a great birthday cake, we, we can do it. And if we have the time, we will do it. Yeah. Um, it's just that usually people wait until the last I minute. I know. And, and then I can't do anything. So, but like if you're not, even if it's in season, if someone calls you, say, two weeks, is that a good time frame to say yes, no, or maybe? You know, it really depends on the artwork that they're looking okay. for. And so many people will but say, if it's oh, it's basic. a basic. But just if, say it's if something it's basic. basic I, um, it really depends on the other cakes that we're doing. Yeah. So if we're, if the schedule is filled with wedding cakes, then there's really nothing I can do. Yeah. But um, give it a shot. Yeah. But I, I would say. still call. If I can do it, I will definitely yeah. do it. Um, and it's funny, you were talking about the bow cake. I took an entire class in on New York bow? City on bows. <laughs> yeah, wow. it, was, it was an entire day, and we learned all these different techniques of making sugar bows on a cake. And wow. uh, so there are so many different ways you can go. And uh, I still, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It so. is, and it's delicious, too. Yeah, oh, so thanks. are you going to miss that when you retire <laughs> in May? Sure, so. she'll miss it. I think it's going to be bittersweet. Um, yeah. okay. Part of me is really looking forward to it because I... I I usually work seven days a week, and I really need a break. And I'm not complaining in any way. It's just the reality of the business. Um, so it'll be nice to kind of slow down and find something that I don't have to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. It's more like 15 to 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That would be good. So that's... Uh, that's Lynn's looking I'm... for that too, Kathy. If you find it, let her know. Right, exactly. Lynn? Exactly. So, you never know. And then yes. what do you think you'll do, Kathy? I I really don't know. Um, I've had people approach me and um, I, I really don't know. I I know next summer I'm just taking time off. Good um, thing. It's a good, it, it, wonderful. Will you go away, do you think, or just take it easy? Both. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think I'll do a little travel and uh, and and also hang around. So okay. there's just a lot of things I, I haven't been able to do because I'm always working. Yep. So uh, when you started this business, did you ever anticipate that kind of a time commitment? No. I never did. Really? No, I never did. That's so. interesting because, you know, the world you came from as a CPA, mm -hmm. um, th that was something that you knew from January 1st till probably the, uh, well, at least the beginning of May. You're right. That you knew you were going to be working more than the normal week. Right. So tax season, it was 12, 15 hours a day mm -hmm. almost. Forget about Easter if it happened to fall in there. Too right, bad. Right. You still had to come back and, and do your work. Mm -hmm. But then you had a break. Then you had the summer off, so to speak, and then right. you start again. But you, so you came from a world where you knew that there was a, a very high commitment of time mm -hmm. to whatever you were doing. Right. And you also knew this one was a seasonal thing in the sense mm -hmm. that you had wedding season. But now wedding season has expanded to any time, anywhere. Right. Right. So I mean, I, people are getting married, and I, this is the thing I was thinking of the other day when I was at um, the Radisson. I was there on a Friday night, uh, first Friday, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> and I was there for the Women's Resource Center 40th. Yeah, you were there, yeah, too. Yeah, I saw you. Yes, the 40th <laughs> anniversary. But out in the main lobby, 
there was a wedding going yes, on. Yes, yes, there was. Now, that was a Friday night in November. That is not a time I ever think anybody would want to get married. But apparently, it, it anything goes now. Yeah, anything Friday goes. nights, Friday Saturday, nights, Sundays, Sundays. A lot of Sunday weddings. Anytime. It's uh-huh. not just June. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's so I'm true. sure that that really it was not something you planned on no, when you really started wasn't. this business. No, How many really years have you been doing this? It's been 15. Wow. Yeah. So, well, tell everybody, changed. too, how they can get in touch with you, Kath. Um, my website is eatcakefirst.com, and uh, you can reach me on the phone uh, or on Facebook. You can just leave me a message on uh, my website or Facebook, um, or you can call me at 570-283-CAKE-2253. <laughs> Love it. So. Okay. Right. Well, and I, Lynn, going to give another one big shout out. Uh, Ann Cadnaran is up at Allied Services now, and I have to tell you that that place is the best place for rehabilitation. You, it, it's clean. It's lovely. The people are wonderful. I can't even tell you how fabulous we all feel that my mother is there she they're here healing well and it all starts at the top so yay yay bill conaboy it is fabulous up there big shout out to everybody at allied services okay we're going to be right back with attorney barbara j o'hara you're listening to laurie and lynn show it's saturday morning with laurie and lynn now back to laurie and lynn Good morning. Um, my name is Lynn Evans. I am president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And our guest, one of our two guest experts this morning, is attorney Barbara O'Hara, who is with, oh, let me get this right, uh, Nichols, no, Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara. Has Perfect. Perfect. In, uh, alphabetical. alphabetical order, yes. yes. Okay. And um, Barbara, you think could... that's in order of of, of importance? stature and importance? Yeah, well, <laughs> but in that case, you should be but first. It's, and it is oldest <laughs> to youngest. <laughs> There's that, too. Yes. Okay, so and you've been practicing, as they say, 34 years? Six 36 years, years. since wow. 1981. Okay. And my concentration is in family law, which is divorce, custody, and support. Okay. I practice in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Wyoming, Wayne, and Susquehanna. And last time you were here, last month, we started on a 10 um, myths. Is that what we yes. call it? 10 myths, myths about divorce. About divorce. Yes. We only got through three. I know. So I hopefully know so. we'll get through at least three more. I know your listeners were thinking, I hope she comes back <laughs> to do four to 10. So um, well, I, if I'll not, pick up where we left off. Then. It'll be finished next month. Yes. So that's yes. fine. So where did we leave off? We left at, off at myth number four, which is having a child together will help improve the couple, improve their marital relationship mm-hmm. and and satisfaction with their marriage, okay. which statistically that doesn't work. Yeah. And as most people know, a young baby puts a lot of strain on a relationship, yep. which communicates to a lot of strain on your marriage, and consequently is not really the the recipe for a happy a happy life together. Mm-hmm. Myth number five is that following the divorce, that a woman's standard of living plummets by 73%, while that of a man improves by 42%. So looking at this statistically, and the article that, that I researched said that, that although it is true that 
in in an average case, a woman's standard of living does go down, not dras- as drastic as the 73%, and a man's not as high as 27%. So statistically, they found, and unfortunately this is because of the disparity in income, um, they found that most women lose around 21% standard of living, and most men improve 10%, and that being because... You know, they're, they're only ordered to pay so much in child support, and the Pennsylvania law sets what that is. So, you know, I, I look at it from the perspective that before the divorce or before their separation, everything had gone into a marital pot. So since everything had gone in, into the marital pot, if the man was, was the higher wage earner, leaving the marriage, typically the higher wage earner continues to not just make more, but but keep more so so where when you apply all of those factors together you know the fact that women don't make as much as men in many cases that women are not paid as much as men then after the divorce unfortunately a lot of women experience a a decrease in their standard of living yeah and this article is saying 21 percent decrease for women and a 10 percent increase for men and so that what do you is think? not a myth. That is not a myth. Okay. That's do you see the that? statistical. Lynn? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, Unbelievable. Absolutely see that. Yeah, and I think a big part of that too, Laurie, is because um, women always fight for the house. They want the house. The consistency, yeah. And, and, and while I understand just, that, no. it's not a good financial move for a no. lot of women. No. And I'll see women years later. I remember one woman in particular, and she said, I fought for the house. I had to work a second job to keep the house, mm-hmm. and I found I wasn't even in the house much because I was working so much to try to keep it. That's a, that's so a good I, point. I always tell women, okay, now look at this and say, how much money do you really need to keep the house? And I make them sit down and say, what's your monthly net? Uh, not, mm-hmm. you know, the, between the mortgage and the utilities and, and cutting the lawn and doing all the maintenance and stuff, and can you really afford that? And many, many of them will say, oh, no, I can't afford that. Well, then you can't afford the house. Right. And mm-hmm. do you see that too, Lynn? Yes, absolutely. But then on an emotional thing, oh, most that's women what, oh, will yeah. say, I want to keep the kids. I want to keep the house. I want to keep as the much kids of, in the, house, right? of the way that it was before as I possibly can. So it's not disruptive to the family. I know, but, but it's such they a don't understand. Strain. It is, but I'm going to tell you as the only one divorced here with children, yes. that the consistency for a child, if you can do it, is the best thing you can do for them. Well, there is the, the consistency is so important, I believe, in the, in the progression of the child through all of this craziness. Mm-hmm. If they have some Something that's normal, something that's theirs is so yeah. important to them. Again, not putting, I mean, some people will do it just to keep that because it's a major factor. But if you have to work around no, the no, clock I to get, do I, it, yeah, I'm saying then, if you then can, you financially it's, it, it's yeah. not really a, a good thing. And I think most women will bend over backwards to and, stay. and do absolutely everything they can mm-hmm. to try to keep that. Yeah. Because they do want it for the, you know, this is the house they're keeping. Unfortunately, that's the stuff that stinks about all of this is that the money. It's, you know, it always comes down to money. And especially, what about the women who gave up their careers to stay at home who now are faced, right, with that whole thing? And now they don't even know where to start sometimes. I always. Awful, isn't it? It is. It is. And 
that whole idea of giving up your career, I always encourage women not to. Absolutely. And we it, talk about that all the time, Barb. Lynn said to me once, would you, what was, uh, this was way back when we first started. Lynn said, what word of, what, what we were talking about divorce. She said, what would you tell women who are struggling or ready to do that? And I said, to have a life in the first place, which means to have your own sense of who you are and and your own stuff so that you feel good about that and it's yours and and that's so important like you're saying and i know some women you know we're not here to judge i don't care what anyone decides but when things like this happen it's so much easier not easy but easier when you have your own being and your own how i raise my daughter is always be able to provide for yourself rely on yourself okay. exactly. so that if you know your husband died or your husband gets sick or whatever if you're ever in that predicament you could support yourself mm-hmm. so yeah. if you're taking a, a temporary um leave from the office or a, a, a break in your career which statistically always hurts and if you you know you can read all the lean-in books that Mm -hmm. have all the statistics that say all of that you know the the three-year break or whatever you never regain that and you never regain the fact that your your firm or your office whatever says oh they're kind of Mm part-time even when you may come back full-time there's that mindset of uh, she's really not committed to this and i have to tell you that i think it was harder staying home with two children and raising and doing than it has been being out as much as it's crazy and you got I juggled I you, tell people I went back to work to get a lunch hour yeah, I mean there's really, no lunch hour at all. it really is because I don't know women who stay That's home great. with children or watch children for a living or do our remark I, I have all of my great um admiration because it's it's very difficult to try That's to, really to, hard too. to do that yes and it really working is. the two jobs because yeah. you're still full-time mom I know. And I, I knew in raising my three kids over the course of the last 30 years, you come home, you're still full-time Absolutely. Mom. You keep and right back you in. You know what? Th- they always gave my husband the deference of, well, dad has a job. Uh-huh. But I, and I think I overcompensated as a working mother because do. I always told them that they were first and they always believed that. Trust me. So <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> they still so, do. And they so, yes, yes, raised healthy, yeah. well-balanced yeah. children yeah. and they're very confident confident and I'm mom first I'm not an attorney to them I'm mom first so So do people ask you well I guess they would similar to what they'd ask you Lynn do they say to you what would you do continue and you do believe full wholeheartedly that if you can continue your if you can continue in your career Mm -hmm. so that you could always provide for yourself and your kids Mm -hmm. I mean 52 percent of first marriages fail and if you look at that and say okay fine you need to be prepared for that because, okay, you're going to get child support, but lots of women come to me and their kids are in their, their mid to late teens. And, okay, the child support's going to be gone once they graduate or, or, graduate or, or become 18, mm-hmm. the later of the two. So then you're going to, not going to have that. So you're going to want spousal support. Spousal support ends with a, decree, with a divorce, divorce decree. decree yeah. And then can you get alimony? Maybe yes, maybe no. And, like, that's all based on the 17 factors in the divorce code. So financially, that's why I think women are in rough shape financially after. Yeah. 
And still they're trying to keep the house because that's what the kids knew. I know. And, you know, it's it a becomes horrible, a, it's horrible. a really tough financial struggle. Right. So the better you are prepared to to support yourself, the better you are, mm-hmm. off you are. Yeah. And you're not trapped in a bad relationship because I see a lot of women that, you know, they stopped working, they had kids, and now they're in an abusive relationship or in a really bad one. And they don't want to get look out at because... You, yeah, they yeah, look we, at you and say, well, I didn't do anything because where am I going? Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Unfortunately. Okay, on to the next. Number five. Okay. God, um, <laughs> when parents don't get along, children are better off with their parents if they divorce rather than stay together. And there's actually statistics on both sides of this because there's some statistics saying it's horrible to keep fighting, like to stay together for your kids and that the kids might be better off if you divorce. There's also some statistics that backs up the other theory of... Um, better to divorce now and have your kids deal with that uh so so you could go either way on this and what they said is the literature is mixed on this but in recent long-term studies um supports otherwise of staying together which you know what if you're gonna have knockdown drag out fights that to me you're teaching a boy how to treat a wife trickle down yeah and you're teaching a girl how to accept bad treatment Mm -hmm. so that's yeah. not something I would want to teach my children. Okay. And so I, I do see a lot of women coming in and saying, you know, my, my, my teenager is disrespecting me. Well, they're, they're being taught how, how to disrespect exactly. you by their father. Exactly. And that's, that's the very, un, very unfortunate part. We only got through two factors. So oh, I need to come can. back next week. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> you can. Sure. You can come back. I mean, back. next month. Next yes. month. Okay. You can come back yes. next week, too far. Okay. <laughs> Do we have two next week, Lynn? Yes, we oh, do. Oh, then we can't. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it up, Lynn, right? For farm. Okay. I don't think we can. It's always a pleasure being here. And um, I can... I can be reached at 570-344-7171. And again, I practice in divorce, custody, and support. Okay. Thank you very much. And so we're done, huh? Yes. Oh, boy. So uh, here we we go. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Miss Reppard, Miss O'Hara. And we'll see you soon. Have a great weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. Bye.